I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Ducky? So Adele and Limp Bizkit, two pillars of musical history. The rolling community. Yeah. yeah. The rolling community. Yeah. That's basically my Stephen mom and Hawk. dad. <laughs> That's your mom and dad right there. Two fine yeah. ones. Uh, Fre- when Fred Durst put it in Adele's chocolate starfish, Travis was born. <laughs> That's why you're so musically gifted. Yeah. Fred Durst was directing eHarmony commercials. Really? Yeah. Not a lot of people know this, but Fred Durst is the reason they got married. And divorced, probably. All right. Yeah. He also animated The General. (laughs) That's a legend. Yeah. That's a legend. That was the guy from Stained who did that. Mm -mm. (laughs) Forgot, forgot. Aaron Rodgers, the the meanest patriot of them all. Yeah. Was it no? It's yeah. It's Aaron something. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, right? There's I thought there was just another Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron something. I went to high school with a kid named Aaron Rodgers, and it was right when the quarterback Aaron Rodgers was like taken off. So uh, that was a it was a weird high school for him. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, you know what doesn't suck about high school? I don't. I don't know. Actually, you learn about yeah. history, but you know what sucks about that is that they do it bad. And this we don't. This is true. And that's yeah, that's why you're here. That's why you're here, everyone. Uh, you need your social studies teachers to teach you more about the birds and the bees mm-hmm. and your health. Teacher does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I swear to God, my sex ed teacher had never had sex in his life. He was creepy. And uh, the way he talked about condoms, it, it seemed like a party favor. Uh, but either way, back to history. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Roast Mortem. We put the anals in the hit. Wait, what is it? We put. Uh, I forget that one. We put all the, the time. anal in the annals of history. Right? right. Yeah, you can't fuck it up this time. We're talking about Greek people today. They love anal. They do. They love a- annals of history. Right. Well, here's the problem. My head was going to. We put the anal in your life, <laughs> like the Greeks. Okay. We yeah. are the anal of your yeah. life. Shout out to Greece. Yes. Save the world. Yep. Don't you know that Greek people are having anal sex? Save the... Every time you hear a bell, a Greek man is fucking his wife or husband in his anus. Uh, my name is Tom. I'm chocolate tra- sta- chocolate starfish <laughs> Travis. Drinking and a I'm- chocolate stout. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Connor drinking a Barry Larkin. That's right. It's uh, we're officially brought to you by Barry Larkins now. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, you're fucking up. Guys, what's going on? Anyone want to take that question? Uh, I started a full time job this week. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. Healthcare, baby. It's all Hell that matters. Yeah. It's good. You're yeah. gonna get a lot of elective surgeries just out of the blue. Like fuck it, I don't care. 
I think so. Um, and also, I get dental and vision, so I'm just going to be scheduling doctor's appointments like crazy. Also, apparently, I'm allowed to leave work to get cancer screenings, so I'm just going to get tons of cancer screenings every day. Mm. You've got to watch out for that butt cancer, especially at our age. Yes, yes. It's always a risk. That's where it grows. It's dingleberries and then cancerous boobons. <laughs> yeah, so I'll keep an eye out for that while skipping work for the fourth day in a row to get a different cancer screening. That's how you make money. You get cancer. Money, <laughs> money, money, money. As money. The saying goes, get cancer, get money. Uh, Travis, you're up next, right? Yeah. I keep feeling like Mike is here, but I don't think Mike's coming back, guys. No. I think I we've lost where him. He'd be. Send us your auditions to be the new Mike. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm doing all right. I moved on up to the fifth floor of my apartment. Did I say this last week? I don't know. My just so. blur together. Same all here. Blur together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm rocking and rolling. I was in New York um, last weekend. Got some big things going on. I didn't see you guys because I was like, fuck. I actually drove past... Both of you. I went to Queens for you, Connor, mm-hmm. and I went to repair your house, Tom. I just like flipped you off. I was like, "Fuck you guys." I wasn't uh, even home, so that's cool. Got me though. You fucked my wife. Got him. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for not doing real that. gentlemanly move. <laughs> yeah. Tom, how was your week? I was good. A little dried out. All right. I had some drinking with the boys. Cracked open some Barry Larkins. Uh, we were in a... You know what? I just want to vent something real quick. So we rented a house on Verbo. Ever hear of that one? Yeah. I always used to think it was VRBO because my parents were using that like right when the internet started. So they just would read it online and they're like, yeah, it's VRBO. And then when I first saw a commercial and they said Verbo, I was shocked. What's the Verbo? Is that like Roblox? <laughs> it's... Uh, it's Airbnb, but with a different typeface. It's vacation rental by owner. Uh, Burbo. Yeah. It's the same thing as Airbnb. Oh, yeah. It really is. Airbnb ripped them off. I did not know that. Yeah. But either way, they're back now. They're making a comeback like uh-huh. Yahoo's doing. Just kidding. Dude, like ask Jeeves, dude. I saw him walking down the street the other day. <laughs> What'd you that ask wasn't him? Jeeves. I was like, Jeeves, uh, should I feed my cat um, Drano? And he said, no, that's poisonous to cats and humans. Good guy, Jeeves. Gotcha. Gotcha yeah. on the one of the basic questions, the coveralls. Anyway, we went to this Verbo, and this place slept. supposed to sleep up to 16 people. Um, there were many pr- problems with the property. It was on a beautiful piece of property, but the house itself, everything was labeled. Every draw, every light in the house had a label on it. Like I was staying in some in someone's like OCD behavior. It's mm. very strange. Yeah. Um, the other thing was the grill. The grill was like a novelty size picnic grill that they said that they had. Now you have a house that sleeps sixteen. Sixteen people. Grill for three. Yes. <laughs> at best. <laughs> so if you're the rest of your family drinks out of pouches for sustenance, this would be a great house for you. But if you want to grill a hamburger for your kids, good luck and fuck you. That's what this guy said. Um, Dude, maybe he I was just probably the top share holder of Burger King. Maybe. Um, I mean, it was really in the woods there. 
But uh, it, it, you know, you're not drinking with the boys. It is it's quiet? You need somewhere quiet. Yeah. So, yeah. So if really. uh, if a, my friend and my friend Ray starts yelling too much, don't matter. Mm-hmm. Ray's a dick. He's the worst guy. He is. He's a terrible man. And I was very upset to see him. <laughs> uh, is Ray the one who played guitar at my wedding? Yeah, but I almost fired him on the spot. On the spot? Yeah. <laughs> you almost took yeah. up the took up the guitar. I was like, you dumb bitch, you don't even know, know how to tune. <laughs> you have a fucking tune right. It's all right. I yeah, don't remember I, hearing I, him, so. He was going to bring a flute and then play the flute, and I was like, Ray, you told him you were going to play guitar. You can't do this to him. <laughs> they don't want to hear your flute solos. Yeah. Well, either way, fuck that guy and uh, weird guy with that Verbo home. Be careful. Ask those questions. How big is your grill? Ask yeah. that. Yeah. A- and um, also, if you have one of these properties, provide some sponges and steel wool. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be cleaning up after yourself. We didn't have any of that shit. I was scraping eggs off of a pan for 40 minutes. Terrible. Rough. Dude, that's why you go out into the woods. You hunt yourself down the whopper. It lives in dark caves, and you can feed the whole family. <laughs> that's right. Okay. From that, the whopper. That is very good. Um Speaking of scraping eggs with hands, why don't we go to Greece? <laughs> yeah! Let's go to Greece. Why not? Guys, we're talking, we're tackling a big subject today. Yeah? Uh, so big that I'm, I'm worried they may fire me from my job because all I'll be talking about is Greece and the ancient world and it's, all, it's consuming my life. Wow. For the better. Oh, you know- I love it. I'm a total yeah. nerd, so this is great. Okay. Some people might say it's a great subject. I think it's great as well. And if that's not a hint, then you're a fucking <laughs> idiot. Because we're talking about Alexander the Great, and I'm not going to say we're talking about him today, because we might not even get up to him today. That's how much we got to cover. Wow. Hey, guys, we're, we're, we're changing up. We're changing up here. We're gonna, we're gonna, we want to teach you more about history. We're going to slow it down. We're going to teach you all the facts. We no one wants to hear about people and not know what the context is about. Yeah. You know? We're, we're like, tackling like the wide I, sweep. If I have a splattering poo in my toilet, you're going to want to know what I ate. Yeah. Not the just beef. see the corn. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> Travis. Uh, <laughs> Connor, continue. All right. So that being said, Alexander the Great, obviously one of the most studied people of all time so i want to place him in his proper historical context so that we can truly appreciate all of the things he accomplished in his short life so before we even do that i'm gonna give a little background because ancient sources and ancient things can get real confusing uh first off uh the ancient world especially macedonia um which is where alex is from it seemed like they had 20 boys' names and 20 girls' names, and every time a baby was born, they just picked one of those out of a hat. Okay. There's like 10 Alexanders. There's a bunch of Phillips. We've got like 12 Cleopatras. There, It's just the same 10 names showing up over and over for all these hundreds of people. This is kind of like Long Island. I mean, how many yeah, Chris's and Matthews Chris, can we get? Nick, Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind of like well, that. So you got to think, this is a long time ago. It takes a long time to think of a good name. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, and half the they babies didn't have are, that much time. Half the babies are dying within the first month, so it's like, why bother trying to think of all these complex names? None of them are going to live past three, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you can't name your kid Laser. I mean, because that doesn't even exist. Yeah. 
<laughs> they didn't figure it out. Yet. They didn't hadn't figured out lasers yet. Back then, it wasn't so cool. It was more of an insult. You are so lazy. Yeah. I'm going to call you laser because you're constantly yeah. lazing. Guess mm-hmm. what? No Game of Thrones. Your daughter's not Arya. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing, place names themselves can also get confusing. Um, we've been saying Greece. There is no Greece. There's no Greeks. They, that's a foreign concept to them. They called themselves Hellenes, and they lived in Hellas. H-E-L-L-A-S. Even modern Greek, I think, calls it Hellas instead of Greece. Can, can I can I right, so can I ask you like a bunch of questions and possibly this is like the setup, right? This I'm is trying a setup. to ask questions. This is a setup. Right. Yeah. So um so you got the Hellas. Uh were the Etruscans the, were the, those were in Rome, right? Or were they That's in Italy, yeah. Greece? That's okay. Italy. The Etruscans are like beta Rome. Okay, yeah. so I don't need to worry about them. No. Yeah. Okay. So if I say Greek or Greece, that also I'll be saying Hellenes and Hellas and Hellenic, all the same people. Making this even more confusing is then there's the Ionian Greeks, and the Ionian Greeks were the Greeks who, or Hellenes, who lived on the coast of Turkey, um, which is like the Ionic coast. So if I say Ionian, that's who those people are. But then the Persians, who are our other main players in this story, they called all of the Greeks slash Hellenes Ionians. Oh, I would have thought they'd call them f- I They did that too, probably. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, um, so, like, yeah. the Ionians are, are Troy boys, right? They're Troy Ionians boys? Ionians are Troy boys. Yeah, good okay, good memory cool. there, Travis. Right. Yeah, Troy, Troy boys. boys. And, of course, we're talking about the Macedonians, because that's where Alexander's from. Also, quick note, I'm saying Macedonia. People say Macedonia. That's just... That one's just flat out wrong. It's not Macedonia. Okay, I was going to ask, but now I know. Yeah, that's something that apparently in, like, the late 18th century or 19th century... Someone was like, we should just start saying all the C's with a soft C instead of the K that's been used for thousands and thousands of years. And people are like, sure. And now, and then it caught on, but now there's like this whole pushback. Like, no, we should, it's a hard C. It's a K sound. So you're saying that soft C's are new. Soft C's, Caesar, it's Kaiser. That's where the modern Kaiser comes from. Right, like the roll. That's, so that he found, there was a guy, he found this really nice fluffy roll. And he started eating it. He yeah. became the Kaiser. Exactly. Exactly. That's, uh... Yeah, so, like, sometimes you'll see people say it's, like, they'll pronounce it Julius Caesar, which is how, probably closer to the actual pronunciation. But then a guy like Cicero, Kikero sounds weird, so no one does that. <laughs> Kikero, yeah, yeah, that sounds cute. So, Macedonian is what we're going to be trying to stick with, but if we slip into some Macedonian, it's confusing. Whatever. Hmm. Um, finally, and this applies to all of ancient history... It's impossible to fact check this. We really have no idea if most of this happened. We know the broad strokes of the history, but all of the historians that today are writing about Alexander, they're drawing on only five sources. All that we know about Alexander comes from five written sources and then archaeology. Those five, Arian, Plutarch, Diodorus, Curtius, and Justin, not only are they our only five, but the closest one who wrote to Alexander's actual lifetime was Diodorus, who wrote it 250 years after Alexander died. So sick. Yeah. So we have no clue how much of this is true. I'm just going to pretend it is because that makes it more fun. So just yeah, keep that in the I, back of your head. I'm okay. just going to write a book about, um, I don't know, Thomas Jefferson, because he's my best buds with him. Like, I knew him personally. 
It would be like you writing a biography of Thomas Jefferson based off just like what you can remember about him from what you've learned. And then in in 2,000 years, everyone being like, well, the only surviving source about Jefferson comes from Travis. Well, Jefferson loved White Castle, and uh, he definitely definitely was a big fan of cats. He used to have have two very buff cats that he wore on the bottoms of his feet, so he didn't have to walk, and the cats would carry him. Wait, 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 wait. Slow down. Before this tangent goes too crazy, I just want to throw this out there. Travis, you should be writing about your hero, Robert E. Lee, because he's also (laughs) a relative. You're a big fan of him. And I like how you picked one tyrant for another to soften the blow, (laughs) but I know you you know a lot about Robert E. Lee because you're really good pals with him. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know nothing, dude. What do you fight for the South? All right, back to yeah. Macedonius. So that's our background of just ancient history in general. So remember, Greeks equal Hellenes. I'm gonna be going back and forth. Um, I'll try and keep it consistent, but no promises. Uh, and yeah, let's get started. Let's Dude. start this story about Alexander the Great 200 years before he's born. Sweet. Hell yeah. So, it is the 6th century BC. So this is the 500s BC. All of the ancient lands of the Near East, think uh, Turkey, Iran, Iraq, Israel, Saudi Arabia, those are, that you know, the Middle East, it's really the Near East. They're all in a state of flux because the mighty Assyrian Empire has collapsed, falling to the Neo-Babylonians and the Median Empire. These guys are not nearly as strong as the Assyrians, so they're just always fighting each other. It's a whole chaotic mess, and all all throughout these lands. Okay, there was a young man named Cyrus who was the king of a even smaller tribe known as the Persians. Uh, they were subordinate to the Median Empire, but then in 553 BC, young Cyrus leads a rebellion. In only three years, not only is he overthrowing the Median Empire of the Persians, he has retaken their entire empire. This would be like if George Washington uh, won the revolution and then conquered England. I mean, he could have. Uh, yeah, I mean, he could just throw uh, his I don't think so, him. but. <laughs> I mean, he could have. Yeah. So now Cyrus is a great king. He continues his war of expansions. He is now known as Cyrus the Great. Um, our young Alexander would be a big fan of his, even though he was, you know, like the common enemy for the uh, Hellenic people. Every time called... you say, every time you say Cyrus, I think of Cyrax from Mortal Kombat, like that Bugman type. He's the Bugman. I don't know. I don't know enough Mortal Kombat. You don't, you don't think of Billy Ray Cyrus, uh, or maybe Cyrus the Virus. <laughs> what was that from? It was Hackers, right? I haven't seen Hackers yet. We had to reschedule movie night. Yeah. That's uh, that's up next for movie night. Yeah. All right, continue. All right. So, uh, more, like I said, more wars of expansion are following. He's conquered lands stretching from the Indus River in the east all the way to the coast of modern Turkey, those Ionians in the west, and it stretched as far south as the Arabian Peninsula and as far north as modern Kazakhstan. This is the largest empire in world history at that point. It would not be surpassed until, um, I think it was a Chinese dynasty, like 600 years later, finally like had more land. Even Alexander wouldn't hit this peak. That's how big these guys were. Uh, sorry, I just, I just got a, somebody paged me. So I legally have to say, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> you have a pager? Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, 
It's the Borat joke pager that I'm required to have. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, that's cool. I wish I had a joke pager. Uh, so Cyrus dies. He's got buried. Big, uh, big, nice funeral. Um, you can go visit his tomb. It's still around. Alexander would do that eventually. Um, and his son Cambyses the second continues his father work. His father's work. He conquers Egypt. Takes the whole Nile River Delta. Damn. Adds that onto the empire. Free how, sand. Yeah. How accurate is three hundred with the the who is it Xerxes? Is that oh, the we'll guy? get to that. And I'll okay, go on but, a little but tangent. Is it, but is it like swooshy Persian people with deep voices that look like aliens? Uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit. You know, this is a big empire. They got lots of different peoples. All kinds of people. Yeah. It takes all types. Yeah. All right. Uh, so not only do they invade Egypt, they also conquer their way across the Hellespont. The Hellespont is a little... Um, it's not even a river. It's just a little body of water that separates mainland Asia from mainland Europe in Turkey. The, it's where um, Constantinople is. It's just the Dardanelles campaign. You know, I have no idea what that word is. The Dardanelles is what the British called it in World War One. Hmm. All right. It's it's been anyway. Fought they're over moving into a, Europe. I hate yeah. having a story on the show. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. I really do. It's, it's gonna get worse. <laughs> uh, Dar- Dardanelles has been fought over for literally ever. Yeah, it's the like, uh, only water link between the Mediterranean and the Black Sea. Okay. Yeah. So I, vital, vital choke point in world history. You, you could call it like the urethra of Europe. Yeah. The Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You plug that up, no food's coming out of the Black Sea. Well, you're, getting stones. Up, you're, getting stones, you're getting stones somewhere near uh, Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, so the Persians conquer right over this. Now they're moving into um, the Black Sea. They are like even have outposts in modern Ukraine at this point. So just imagine an ancient empire stretching from the Crimea to the Indus River Valley in India. Damn. It's pretty, yeah. Pretty That's intense. a chunk. Yeah. Big chunk of the world, these guys. Uh, too so, bad they didn't know about. Too bad they didn't know about Manifest Destiny. They could have gone a little bit further, but well, uh, they're gonna try. Okay, because the next great king of kings is Darius the first. He comes to power in 522 BC, so only 30 years after Cyrus. Um, there's a wild story in here that we're not gonna go down, but maybe in a future episode would be fun. Um, there's a magus, so like a magician wizard guy who is apparently impersonating the king's brother. And plots a bunch of assassinations, um, and no one knows that the king's brother is actually dead. And then Darius shows up and with like seven knights and is like, "We're gonna fucking take back the empire," and he does. And the real story is probably that he just overthrew the actual king and then invents this whole wizard story. But short end of it, Darius is king now. <laughs> All right, Dude, you talk. You talk about Lord of Ring. Are you talking about Hugh Jackman as? X-Men? Yeah. No, oh, no. This is the this is the Nazgul, the Nine Riders. <laughs> okay. I, I I couldn't tell you three of the actors. I know Hugh Jackman's on it. Where'd you get Hugh Jackman from? I don't know. I got I always get him confused with the guy with Aragon, whatever his name is. Vigo Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. Huge Jacked Man and Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, I don't know. Very uh, different. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> So Darius the first, he is the king of kings when the um, so the Persian Empire was actually known as the Achaemenid Empire. That was the name of the dynasty. Um, he's around when they sh- uh, reach their peak landmass point, and that's because they are now moving 
into the Balkans and northern Hellas. And oh, it is here. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I don't mean yeah. to interrupt you here. But you're talking about magicians and wizards. Yeah. One thing that I, I was very, at one point, you know, I feel like when you're in your into history, I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate. You kind of bounce around. You, like, obsess about different certain things and different certain times. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got obsessed with um, Zoroastrianism. Zoroastrianism. I, Zoroastrianism, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I guess that that was like that Persian religion, right? Was Before the state religion of the Achaemenid Empire, um, they worship the god Ahura Mazda, which is just a sweet name for a god. Ahura and it's, Mazda, it, yeah. And isn't it? It's um, not mana. It's like dual theism or something. Yeah, right? it's like, like the two aspects of like Ahura Mazda, who's like the sun god, but then they also worship. The moon, I think. That's what you call covering all the bases. You know, yeah. Just yeah, in case yeah, just, one, we I'm get... playing both sides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Day Zoro- and night. Zoroastrianism is like very much like what when you think of like the New World Order and secret societies, all coming from there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. I, I think I want to be a Mazda man. Yeah, Zoroastrianism <laughs> also, if zoom, that's zoom. your religion, in Civ Four, you get a really nice bo- uh, boost to um, happiness. Which is a key key part. Wow, that yeah. doesn't say anything too heavy-handed, does it? Now, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now they're gobbling up the Balkans, and it is here that the Persians first come into contact with a small <laughs> rural kingdom, mostly filled with woods and mountains. Macedonia, uh, gobbling up the Balkans. Gobbling up the Balkans. <laughs> oh, gobble, gobble, gobble. Let me get that Macedonian nut. Uh, <laughs> gobble it. <laughs> Swallow it down, maybe. Uh, so the Macedonian king is the man named Amintis I. He looks at the encroaching Persian superpower and says, yeah, I'm not going to fight this. I'll surrender and be a like subordinate to the king of kings. Smart. Persians love this. They're like, that's great. That's what we always want to hear. You can stay king of Macedonia. Just, you know, kick up some money to the great king and back in Persepolis. It's great. Yeah, good deal. That's the way to do it. So um, I wanted to include this, this little anecdote. So we're talking about how like the Greeks and the Hellenes and the Ionian are all the same thing. So the Persians referred to all of these people, the Hellenes, the Ionians, and the Macedonians as Yauna, which is their word for Ionian. But when they wanted to talk about Macedonians specifically, they called them Yauna Takabara, which means, this is the direct translation, Ionians with hats that look like shields. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I got shields on your head? Yeah, look at these funny looking guys. They got shield heads. Uh, Marge Simpson's sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's what you should picture for all Macedonians. <laughs> all smoking, all with great raspy soda e voices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you like to try my nut? <laughs> it's, it's great. My, yeah. my hot Balkan nut. So the Persians are just kind of happily expanding, you know, feeling out their influence in all these new places. Um, When in 499 BC, the Ionian cities on the coast of modern Turkey revolted against Persian rule. They're like, we've had enough of the great king. We want our own independence back. So we're going to kill all the Persians in one night and start this rebellion. Um, Athens, for... But reason's still unclear to most historians, since Athens at this time is like a tiny, tiny little city far away from Persia, goes, you know what? We're going to make the Persians really angry and send our entire navy to go help this revolt. Because we are Hellenes and so are they, so we want to help them out. 
Okay. Right, well, those are the brain boys, right? They're like, let me yeah, use our big brain ships. And clearly spending too much time thinking because the yeah. revolt <laughs> fails spectacularly because it never stood a chance of succeeding because um, it's like right in the Persian homeland. There's no way they're going to be able to do it. And all it does is just piss off the Persians. They're like, what the fuck? Like, we have, thought we had a deal. These were our cities. You stay to your peninsula, and now we're mad. So now... We're going to send a punitive expedition to fuck you up. Get ready. Yeah. You, don't ready poke the, you don't poke the dick that feeds you. Yeah. We're going to steal all your cars and uh, align them with gold trim because <laughs> we're Persians. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love this aftershave. I'm going to throw it in with the car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're man. Gonna, it's so we're going to tighten up all those beards. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> yeah. wear tracksuits now. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut zigzags in the in the side of your head. <laughs> beautiful. It's a beautiful way of life. Tacky. Mm-hmm. Dude, I just want a hookah hookah installed on my body. Like that's cyberpunk for me, right? Like it just like comes <laughs> out of my shoulder, like the hose. Yeah. Persian steampunk. That's a something we should. <laughs> that's a nice in. aesthetic. We should figure that yeah. one out. A lot yeah. of purples. Oh yeah. A lot of purples <laughs> and pumas. Mm-hmm. It's a nice it's a nice velvet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very sick. Yeah. So this is don't get uh, it confused with Slav punk. It's very similar. All well, right. this is you know at this time it's kind of the Persians first getting into the Slav area. So okay, this, maybe we can find a little mixture of it. It's a little fusion. Yeah. Um, now again, this is still regarded as like a backwater of the empire. This is kind of just on the deep periphery. You know, Egypt is what they're really concerned about. Um, the like core cities in Mesopotamia, like Babylon. Um, Susa, Persepolis, that's like the money makers, that's what matters. This is just like a backwater f- to the Persians. They're like, well, we don't really care about the Hellenes, but well, we gotta well, punish them. Well, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, Greece is like, it's kind of interesting that Greece became like the kind of, st- not the starting point for civilization, I know that was, you know, the, the fertile crescent and all that stuff, yeah. but Western civilization came out of Greece, because Greece is not very farmable, it's all rocks and shit. Like, yeah. who the fuck wants Greece? You know, no. like... <laughs> All right. Um, there is... You can farm in Greece. They do... It's it's fertile. It's not, like, a lot... It's fertile, but not in this way that, like... It's not ma- how we view it. Like, our... It's not, like, like the huge grain supplies. Yeah, yeah we're not yeah, talking I mean, about the agrarian... Like, like their, their diets for forever have just been, like, leafy green stuff. Yeah, olives. Yeah, um, spinach, things yeah. of this nature. And then the sea is right there. That's true. right, but but as some Persian guy eating the fucking gyro and his Honda Civic, like he's <laughs> gonna just skip right over that. He's going right to the the fertile Nile, right? Yeah. Like, and this is before it, the Mummy, nineteen ninety nine. This is when it was like, <laughs> this is when it was like fresh, and you could plant all this shit and all that. You yeah. Know. Everyone knows there's Egypt pre Mummy and Egypt post Mummy. Right. <laughs> Your reference is nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, this is a small force that the Persians are sending because, again, they're they're not really troubled by them. They're just, again, trying to punish Athens for sending these ships across the Aegean. So it's more just like, hey, let's fuck them up. Right. Force has some initial success. Um, this is when they like fully integrate Macedonia into the Persian kingdom. Um, they win a few small battles, and it's a joint, uh, it's mostly a naval mission so it's like they kind of sail up and down the coast bunch of troops go out raid cities go back to the boats move on it's good to live in yeah and they're moving yeah. south 
and they're nearby Mar- uh, Athens. They're about 26.2 miles away, if that's a little hint for what's about to happen. Because in 490 BC, on a very, very small beach near the town of Marathon, the unthinkable happens. A small force of only about 10,000 Hellenic soldiers, led by the Athenians, routes a 25,000-strong Persian army. Wait, stop, Badly. stop, stop. Stop, and this is this is the origin of curling, right? Yes, this is how the okay. sport of curling came to be. <laughs> cool. Because cool. they were 26 miles from Athens, and that's the average length for a curling rink. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this all makes sense. Yeah, so the... Uh, the Athenian army smashes this huge Persian army. It's a huge upset. Uh, one of the main reasons it happens, and this is a lesson that the Persians won't learn for a really long time, is that all of the Hellenic, or most of them uh, Hellenic soldiers, are heavily armored hoplites. So they have breastplates, armored helmets, armored shin guards, and big fucking shields. And they got spears, and they're going up against an army that's using like wicker shields and bow and arrows. Because it would work for the Persians in the east, but then when they encountered this like militia group type of thing, not going to work. Oh, dum-dums. Yeah. Dum-dums. Yeah. yeah, hoplites are like the full suit of armor medieval knight that you'd imagine. These are like elite not kinda, not full ar- suit, like they're still wearing skirts, well, but, uh, well, I mean, ar- but way the, more but armored the, compared to anyone else. Like the equivalent, yeah, like the, exactly. the knight yeah. is like the, I guess like the like the bomb squad guy, if you can imagine a <laughs> modern day, right? Like he's yeah. coming in, no one's shooting him type of thing. Yeah, you know? so yeah, like the Persian swords and spears aren't going to get through the hoplite armor. Nice. Um, so they force them back to their ships, the navy f- takes off and flees, the force is destroyed basically, and Hellas is safe for the time being. Um, this is also when the you know they send the runner back to Athens. He runs the distance, screams out Nike, dies because he's ran so fast, so hard. Yeah, he dies. Yeah, he se- dropped. He dropped dead after screaming. Nike is victory, so he runs back into the city screaming victory, and then just drops dead from exhaustion. What a dumbass! He could have just jogged. Yeah, I mean, like they're gone. You yeah, be- you beat them. <laughs> this is why I will never buy Jordans. Because yeah. I don't want to die, dude. Yeah, so anyone running a marathon out there, just remember you're stunting on a dead Greek man who is just trying to tell his friends that they won the battle. I don't understand. You're showing off, being like, oh, I ran, and now yeah. I'm going to have a beer. Fuck you. What about the, the Greek guy that died? People who run marathons, like, all the time, very weird to me. Yeah. You know, it's nice to see if you yeah. could do it a couple times in your life. or what. I'm not doing it. You know, I get that. But, like, guys are like, yeah, I'm out there fucking getting that runner's high. Runners no, you aren't. No, you fucking. You're just aren't. delusional. You just hate your fucking family. <laughs> Dude, it's a great I know way it, to not talk to your family. I know it may not seem like it, but I was very much in the jogging for a while, and I I do know about the runner's side. When your nipples start to bleed, dude, and you yeah. can't feel your legs. Mm-hmm. Woo, and it feels like you're baby. breathing through a Ziploc bag full of water. Oof. Yeah. So yeah. good. I've hit it, too. I mean, I've, the most I've ran was eight and a half miles. And uh, fuck, man! I right after that, I sucked like ten dicks. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you gotta do. <laughs> you gotta gotta get those electrolytes. Yeah, back. God, yeah, I gotta get protein, dude. Yeah. All those Anthony's. I did like no pipe was ever gonna turn on again. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this is like the this victory kind of like springboards what we refer to as like classical Greece today. Um. This is like the start of that period. Uh, but Darius, the king of kings, he did not forget this incident. 
He was upset. His little punitive expedition had not gone the way he wanted. Um, but the again, the force that he sent was very small compared to the millions of people that the Persians could draw upon. So all he does is, all right, you know, now we're not going to send a punitive expedition. Now's the time to build an army that's going to conquer the entire peninsula. Nice. Now it's time to really show them what we're about. Right. Now you're going to have corner stores at every intersection yeah. in your little Greek town. And guess what? We're going to mark up the price of those cigarettes. You yeah. think you're going to get them at regular price? They're going to be at least $3 more. Yeah. We're going to double park every single car on the street. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So now he's building this host. Um, there's this apocryphal story that I forget who started it, which is, I think it was Herodotus was that Darius had an advisor that every time he sat down for a meal, the advisor would like lean over to him and say, like, my liege, do not forget the Athenians. And the Athenians would spin this story as like, look how amazing we were. We forced Darius to have to like constantly remember how great we are. When in reality, it was probably more like he asked this guy to remind him who the Athenians were because otherwise he'd forget because they were so insignificant. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like, who am I building this army for? Oh, those guys. Yeah, gotta gotta remember. Yeah, hmm. uh, I I don't buy either of those takes. No, they're not. It's not a true story. It's, yeah. <laughs> again, most of these is like when I get really specific into the stories, mm-hmm. that's just for fun. We don't, just really, the- we don't really know if any of it's true. It's just historians from 12 BC writing about it. I think it's the advisor coming in for a little. Can you pass the ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I think eat one of like- the geese? <laughs> This is like trying to learn about your local town's history from like the stomp team at the local high school. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like that's about the same equivalence. The, the most donkey brained idiots. Being like, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love my town. Mm-hmm. We had a Burger King. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or it's like the um, those children's books where the historical figure is like the big giant head. And it was like, who was George Washington? Oh, he cut yeah. down a tree and never told a lie. All you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, however, Darius, uh, he did not live long enough to lead this invasion because that was also the plan. He wanted to lead it personally rather than delegate it to someone. Um, he dies of old age at this time. Uh, so it falls to his son, Xerxes, to finish this job. Oh, this is the alien boy that rides on elephants yeah. and shit. So in 480 BC, 10 years after the Battle of Marathon, the fight is back on. Xerxes crosses the Hellespont with a massive army. Um, they think it was like 80,000 strong initially with a equally large naval force that was just following it along the coastline. Wow. Yeah. So it was like they would supply it. So it's like 200,000 plus people marching from, I think, like modern day uh, Istanbul across that, the whole plane all the way into Athens. How do they get that enough Axe body spray? I don't know. Well, I've you could probably I've smell heard... them from miles away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that, like, when you look at, I mean, it's obviously no one can give you a straight answer. Uh, but, like, when, when you look at these battles in the past, I feel like these numbers are almost always, like, conflated. Oh, right? uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably because people couldn't count that much. They, they are inflated, <laughs> but, like... Even if they're in, they say that it was two hundred thousand, a hundred thousand is reasonable. I mean, yeah, for that's... this, for like this specifically. But I think it was the Romans. Um, you know how we will say like, "Oh, there are millions of them," as like just like saying there was a lot. Yeah, 
the right. Roman number for that was 40,000. Because there's like all of these anecdotes of like someone Roman being like, there are 40,000. And they're like, why are they so... Sp-? And then they realize like, oh, that just means there's a lot. <laughs> like gotcha. 40,000 just means a lot. I, heard I think we start using that again. I, <laughs> I don't think that's just the Romans. I think that's... Um, I think 40 is the term for, in the Bible. That could be, yeah. Like, I, I might, think, might, yeah. Like, Moses wasn't walking for... 40 years. 40 years. No, he just walked a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus wasn't back for 40 days. What You know, it's like all these... Yeah. There's so many 40s in the Bible. I think it's just like... It just the, means a lot. It's a whole bunch of time. Yeah. We count, know this count, army was big, though. Count, count, can't count more than 40. Count, mm-hmm. count more than 40. You ever see that Mr. Show bit uh, with the highest number is 24? It's like a mob boss. And he's like, listen, I don't want anyone talking about no numbers. And the highest one is 24. <laughs> And they like reading. Yeah. It's great. It's one of the best Mr. Show bits. Oh, I gotta so check that out. Twenty four is also known as the Bowers dozen. <laughs> Jack Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> we should make that catch on. A yeah, Bowers dozen. Sure. Yeah, you told me that one a long time ago. That one, that rules. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, I just want more Kiefer Sutherland in my life. Yeah. Mm. All right. So it's four eighty BC. This army's on the move. Um. They, like I said, they're going through Macedonia. Um, Xerxes is meeting his subjects for the first time. They're all bowing and worshiping his greatness. Uh, he takes a bunch of cities that tried to re- resist. He wins a few great victories at Artemisium and at the Battle of Thermopylae. Um, then the Athenians abandoned their city in the face of this oncoming threat. And so Xerxes waltzes right in, tears down every building, slaughters everyone who couldn't make it out, and burns the city to the ground. He's just trying to find his friend, Gerard Butler. Yeah. Now, I just skipped right over. Are you Gerard Butler? (laughs) Gerard. (laughs) Gerard. That's how it was pronounced back then. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different pronunciations. Yeah, R's or B's. Yes. (laughs) Of course. Um, Now, I skipped right over that he won the Battle of Thermopylae, and a bunch of 300 fanboys are probably screaming out, no, it was a great great victory for the Spartans. They're fucking wrong. Anyone who says the Spartans won the Battle of Thermopylae is someone you could immediately discredit as a moron. All right? I'm getting it out right now. They lost. They got slaughtered. They were destroyed. Wait. It took two days for them to be like, oh, these idiots are here? Fucking roll right over them. Wait a minute. Did you see the movie 300? Ugh. Yeah, it's rocks. <laughs> it's an it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> shit rules. Did you see, the, it's, did it's you see the sequel? Three hundred and one Spartans. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ava Green's in it. Of course, I yeah. saw. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, you should. I was watching Fast and Furious when that came out. There's really there's some really cool scenes in that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are we talking yeah, tits? No. We're talking tits while the t- the two people having sex are fighting each other at the same time. Watch it. Check it out. This sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 301. So you're saying they won. So you're saying they lost. All right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think it's so funny that how, you know, and like, I think, I mean, we use, this is like ingrained in our military history, too, the Battle battle of Thermopylae. And like, I think there's like divisions and shit in the U.S. Army where they use Spartan Yeah, like Spartan race. Like one, I could go on a tangent about how much I hate the Spartans and how they weren't one. They weren't as military great as everyone thinks they are. They were average. They were just totally average, and they that's it. Wow. Two, they were probably the worst slave owners in the history of slave owning, which is saying a lot. That's a tough bar to climb. 
true. Oof. Yeah. So anyway, however, this success that the Persians are enjoying, they've burned Athens to the ground, they've killed the Spartan king, looks like everything's looking great. It doesn't last. Because at the Battle of Salamis, which is in contention for probably the most important battle in world history, the Athenians repeat their shock success at Marathon, only this time it's in a naval battle. Um, the naval, uh, what's his name? I think it was, is this Themistocles? Might have been, yeah. Uh, defeats like a huge, the, the entire Persian navy is sunk. The um, So Xerxes is basically trapped in Greece about right. a week I or visited- two later. I visited Athens once, and they are all about semen there. I trust me, there was. I got so much semen everywhere. There was like semen everywhere, but they really love their ships. They really love sailing right in there and delivering semen yeah. hard. And yeah. Fast. So this was some hard semen being shot right in the face of the great king. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Um, not too long after the Battle of Salamis, uh, there's the Battle of Plataea, and this is in fairly even numbers wise and the persians are once again routed and the great king is leaving hellas with his tail between his legs because once again despite all evidence pointing that a great persian victory they've lost twice it must be in the water man yeah fucking yeah. athenians yeah, yeah. see so them. look it was the athenians not the spartans and actually I, I remember that really great movie 300 um <laughs> there was a part where they ran into a bunch of troops from athens and yeah. uh, th- there was a Gerard B- Bugler speech. Yeah. What was it, Gerard Bugler? <laughs> Gerard B- yeah. Bugler. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> I got Buglers. warriors. What do you got? Science men? You got yeah, fucking... What do you, got? you got cow murderers? <laughs> was that the people oh. you bring? I got warriors. Warriors. But lo and yeah, behold, you... everyone, pay attention. As history has it, we're being yeah. lied to again by Hollywood. Yeah. Absolutely being all... Basically all of Spar- of Athens was just Neil deGrasse Tyson's yeah, arguing remember. with each other. So <laughs> annoying. The most annoying place uh, ever. Yeah. Um, um, well, so, but what you said, you said this is the most important because what? If, if the Persians won, we wouldn't have like Western culture? If is the Persians right? win the Battle of Salamis, um, they would have conquered all of hell, all of Greece. Like right. there was, yeah, they would have conquered all of Greece. Alexander would never have become Alexander. Rome might not have been Rome. There you go. That's how. That's how crazy everything might have been. Shout out to one of my favorite YouTubers, Alternate History Hub. You ever watch any of his videos where he just no. does like in depth? He does in depth alternate history takes. Uh, I I love some good alt history stuff. Yeah, it's all pure conjecture, but it's fun. Well, yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. So after the Persian force withdraws from Hellas, they also withdraw from their northern holdings of Macedonia, Thrace, Thessaly, Epirus. These are all ancient kingdoms in the northern area of Greece. Um, And they also withdraw across the Black Sea. So they're kind of just pulling back from this part of the world. They still have a giant empire. They still are the wealthiest empire in the world. It's not too big of a deal for them, Um, but it hurts their pride, I would guess. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. Yeah. Sucks now, when you need to withdraw out of uh, Afghanistan because when you're the wealthiest country in the world, ex wealthiest. It's it's a bit like that. <laughs> it's yeah. a bit like the U.S. Uh, in Vietnam or Iraq or Afghanistan. Yeah, I mean, how much money did they burn on the way in? Uh, the Persians, a lot. All right, so it's just like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all and all they really did was burn down a bunch of cities and create enemies for life. 
Oh, that's that awesome. Sounds, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds when we really learn from history. Our our country oh, yeah. really studies history. Yeah. Um because of their great victories in the war, Athens kind of springboards to the top of the heap among the Hellenes. Um they use their newfound maritime power to carve out um kind of their own sort of empire. Uh they spread colonies and outposts to all the different islands in the Mediterranean. Um, most of these are the like bajillion islands that are in the Aegean Sea, but then they're also going west. This is when they first start to send outposts and into Sicily. So there's like an Athenian colony in Sicily at this time. Right. I mean, that's cool and everything. I know I get it like the mafia, but the most important island is Lesbos. Yes. Because that's and where, they were that's on where Lesbos. the Sliz is. That's where the Sliz is. They're like, this, that's where the 69 was discovered. Hmm? Can I get a Larkin? Oh. You're full. This guy asking for a beer like some kind of Persian. Done. You know, He's I mean, going, I talk ah, about this beer is too warm. <laughs> I talk about Lesbos, and it's a, it's a, the 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 history of Lesbos continues on Pornhub.com. Sixty nine in Cizeron, very deep, rich culture. I go into an island called Larkins, where they only serve Barry Larkins. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Athens is doing well. Um. So the Persians, though, they kind of switch their tactics. So all right overwhelming force didn't work so how about we just fund every single hellenic city to fight every other hellenic city it's good and that's what their plan becomes so they just start giving money to everyone being like hey sparta you want to attack athens go attack athens thebes you want to attack sparta here's some money to attack sparta corinth you want to attack everybody here's some money to do all that so they went real housewives yeah yeah yeah. so they're spreading their wealth around to try and get the hellenes to fight Real uh, Reagan Iran Contra going on. Man, there's so many parallels. Yeah, <laughs> because it's war and stupid. Yep. Um, so this uneasy peace among the different city states uh, collapses uh, about twenty to thirty years after the Persian withdrawal. So they had unified to fight the Persians, and now they're back to fighting each other. Um, and this is what leads to the Peloponnesian War. Sparta and her allies on one side going to war against Athens and her allies on the other. Uh, this, Un- yeah, I was going to say, this is unlike Peloponnesian dining, which you're going to have a great time. They're going to put a lay on you. You're going to eat some type of chicken that's coated in syrup. Uh, people are going to yeah. dance with skirts. Yeah, you just it's all in the wrists because your body is too fat. You got to yeah. dance with your wrists, ladies. Ugh. A little shuffling. Not everyone can be the rock, dude. No, there's only like one be. of him. I know. One of, most of them need to be the fat friend in Moana. Yeah. Who was, who was played by, by the, the rock. rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Peloponnesian War would go on for decades. Um, it would have like, you know, peaks and valleys. Sometimes the fighting would be really hot. Other times it'd be like working towards a negotiation and then the fighting would flare up again. Um, some of it was fought. Um, near Athens, some near Sparta, some on the islands in the Aegean. Um, at one point, for no clear reason, the Athenians send their entire army to Sicily to conquer the city of Syracuse. It does not go well. All of them die. And this is when Athenian military power is on the down low. Um, because in 404 BC, this is again like 70 years after they defeated the Persians, um, Sparta finally beats Athens. They tear down all of its walls burn down the cities and put a Spartan oligarchy in power of Athens. Uh, so hoping, I think, 
we I think we covered this with uh Alcibiades. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is yeah, think... this is the Alcibiades time. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, cuz he's like switching sides constantly in the conflict. Yeah, yeah, and we he... covered Yeah. We covered that section when we did Ham. Yeah, so go listen to that episode. Yeah. Uh, because Athens recovers. You know, despite Spartans trying to stop them from ever recovering, they do. Um, and for even longer, Sparta, Thebes, Corinth, and the rehabilitated Athens still fighting each other forever. Um, in 371, Spartan military power is crushed forever at the Battle of Leuctra when the Theban Sacred Band routes the Spartan army. Do you guys know what the Theban Sacred Band is? No, but... Um... Do they rock and roll? Oh, it's, they rock and roll. Nice. It sounds like something that vibrates that you put on your cock and balls. They probably did that. They they probably were into it because what the Theban sacred band was, it was a um, like the core of the Theban military was these three hundred dudes that were a hundred and fifty couples. So it was a hundred and fifty male like couple like homosexual couples that were like the backbone of the Theban military. Oh, and they all they fought side by side to the, with their boyfriend, and they were like the best killers of the time. Oh God! Yeah, that's th- all we need. Yeah, the Theban sacred band. I have been no. saying for years that every core leadership should be made up of vicious homosexuals. Yeah, fighting with their boys alongside because them. They, there's no women to cloud their judgment. Killing's all that's on their mind. Yes, it's yeah. just. Kill and rape each other, and there is no rape. Then no, everyone is loving ha- it. Yeah. They're loving yeah. it. Listen, listen, listen uh, to any homosexual uh, LGBTQ people. Fuck the gay parade. Just start this shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, Recreate you know I mean? like, the Theban band. Yeah, yeah. Run for office. <laughs> say you're going to eat everyone. Just yeah. eat them. Like, what's your platform? I'm going to eat Nancy Pelosi and Lindsey Graham. <laughs> yeah. Why not? There's two of me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Do that. Yeah. All right. Theban uh, Sacred Band. Cool guys. The band. Cool, cool guys. Just a few guys in the band. Wink, wink, suck, suck. Yeah. You know? Just, you know, boys being boys. <laughs> Just a bunch of boys having their blue oyster cult. Yeah. In <laughs> so we're about 100 years removed from the defeat of the Persian army um, at Salamis and Plataea. And all of this infighting had led that there's no single city-state is ever able to establish, like, hegemony over all the others. Like, at one point it's Sparta, but then their power wanes. At one point it's Thebes, but then their power wanes. Athens at one point. So there's kind of a power vacuum developing. And now we can finally turn our full attention north to the wild, untamed hills of Macedonia. Because Macedonia occupies an unusual space at this time. Like we said, they'd surrendered to the Persians when the Persians first showed up. So they weren't a part of this whole Hellenic alliance that defeated them. They were on the opposite side of the fields. Um, they always viewed themselves as like among the Greeks, but the the Greeks did not view them that way. They viewed them as barbarians, so untamed wild men. They're like butt up against like the Thracians, right? Oh yeah, right next to Thrace. Yeah, because I remember um, in the Alcibiades one, he. I think his son goes off into that area, that like Ionian Greek place, and then like has a wife, and then they were like, "You're too like prissy, prissy Athenian." And I think they rip him off and take all of his shit. Yeah, like, he's like thieves out living in the woods, right? Like, 
Yeah. So and the Macedonians are like they're like the the wild bunch that has been next to civilization, quote unquote, for so long that they're like kind of adopting Hellenic customs. Like so like a weird New blend. Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like they're this is Jersey. Kind of civilized. Kinda civilized, always trying to be New Yorkers, but on the claiming the they don't want to be New Yorkers. And New Yorkers don't view them as New Yorkers, but they sometimes call it. They say, if someone asks where they're from, they say, I'm from outside New York, but they're from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. all see you. You're from Jersey, dude. I see that plate. That plate I like says, Jer- I don't know how to make left turns. I like people from Jersey. They're like me, a Long Islander at heart. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Long Island and Jersey are really the same thing. Yeah, we're bonded Both- by... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, tip for everyone that's not from the area: most of the cast of Jersey Shore was actually from Long Island. That's right. <laughs> yep, that's, that's true. right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how everyone views Macedonia: is this weird in between of barbarians and uh, Hellenes. Now, let's talk about Alexander's papa, one Philip II. Papa. Yes. <laughs> Um, Philip, um, was also kind of someone who always wanted to adopt more Hellenic customs, make his people more like the Athenians and the Thebans and the Corinthians. Um, one, um, Hellenic writer who who poo-pooed this idea and said, fuck you, you're a barbarian, had this to say about Philip, quote, not only not a Greek and unrelated to Greeks, but a wretched Macedonian from a land where you couldn't even buy a decent slave. (laughs) <laughs> all right, that's it. Because that's all that matters at this time. He doesn't even pound ass like us. Yeah. He doesn't even open them cheeks and spread them oh. and pop one inside. <laughs> he doesn't know how to do that. He has sex with women. <laughs> no, he's he's banging everyone. Is he? Oh, yeah. Philip is a... Philip's right. banging everyone. Oh, okay. Um, uh, you know what I also it, found out about the homosexual relationship at this time? They usually... Not always, but usually they weren't doing anal. It was... In between the thighs. Oh, they just oh. squeeched in there? Yeah. Just squeeched in there and just let's rub some olive oil on those legs and get in between the thighs. I think I, I don't think anyone does anal really. I think it's all CGI. It's- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, isn't there isn't there a term for that when you just thigh fuck someone? Thigh fucking's good and we could call it thigh yeah. fucking. Sound like <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. Apparently that's what they were doing for the most part. It's like part. a titty fucking without nipples. Yeah. Do you get to call it anal? I don't know. You're still touching the butt. You're still around the butt. Yeah, butt fucking. I mean, you can imagine that if you're like thigh fucking from the back, like your dickhead is tapping the sack on the yeah. other side. Hold on a second. Taint fucking. What book did you read that one in? It was like in the Alexander book. It was like, but they weren't doing anal. They were doing this weird, and I forget what the actual like term was. And I Googled it and was like, oh, nope, didn't need to Google that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they, what, they weren't doing anal. Let me crack this Google up. Yeah. Let me see what I can get. Yeah. Duck, let's, duck, see go what, this. let's see what they're doing. <laughs> There's um, research. Here, what, <laughs> that's, you know what, what it takes. What, what's interesting, though, is like you say that this whole uh, Macedonian culture and like the Thracians and like that Ionian Greek is so different. But we always can, I feel like, the common person just considers Alexander the Great a Greek guy. But yeah, it, and in the time, it's not, really. Yeah, but it was like the, it's the kind of thing where Alexander and Philip <coughs> wanted to be Greek, but the Greeks didn't want them to be Greek. 
right. until they were wildly successful, and then they claimed them as Greek. Kind uh, of. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's one of us. Oh, now counts. he's one of us. Yeah. 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 And Alexander spent most of his career being like, "Look, I'm I'm taking revenge for all like Hellenic people, including Macedonians," and that's when they kind of finally got accepted. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, Macedonia, uh, the court, like the um, king's court, the royal court, uh, has often been described as a viper's pit. Assassination was common. Plots are always shifting. Um, And the only reason, or one of the only reasons that Philip was able to survive to adulthood and become king was because he spent most of his childhood as a hostage in different cities. (laughs) So, like, this is a custom going back like thousands of years and was practiced up until like even the 1800s where after a war you'd send the loser would send their children to live with the winner as like a token of good behavior i i have heard of yeah. that yeah right yeah so that's, that's what they call they call it uh that the person is their ward yeah their ward yeah right um now it wasn't like um he was a prisoner because he got educated while he was in these cities right he was treated like, hey, as like a kind of equal well, it is a slap in the face. Like, yeah. hey, we, we beat you. Give us your kids. We're going to raise them like us. Yeah, and exactly. Like, slightly less. They're not going to be as privileged as our kids. Yeah, like, they'll still yeah. they'll still be standing at the top table, but they're at the end. It's a way to, like, it's, it's a way to destroy someone's culture. Yeah, it's that, yeah. and it's also, like, well, when Philip goes back when he's an adult, he'll have close relationships with us, and so he'll be nice to us when he's in power. Even though he well, wasn't right. supposed to be in power. Yeah, I mean, pretty much children in royal courts are just pawns. I mean, we've seen this before, where yeah. they're just they're just pawns to be used to extend your influence. So if you grab other kids, kind of like Epstein style, he's expanding his influence into the Bill Clintons and the Trumps. Right? He's just using children. Yeah. <laughs> is it is when you play chess, the pawn figures they're children, right? Yes, yeah, they're supposed the, to be children, right? So tiny uh, kids. Uh, I got a news for you chess champions out there. You're all child molesters. Yeah. Molest. Yeah. Guess what? Uh, if someone comes up to you and you're like, I'm your neighbor, I play chess a lot, you should probably watch your kids. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's going to be tapping on the wall all the time, right? They do that tap thing. Time. Tap, tap. Time. Time. <laughs> time. Uh, so Philip spent most of this time as a ward slash hostage in the city of Thebes, hanging out with the sacred band probably. Um, and that's where he gets his military training and political education. So he kind of learns all the different tactics that are popular at the time. Like ass fucking. Yeah. Thigh fucking. Well, it's yeah. ass. I meant butt fucking. <laughs> butt fucking. Yeah. Sorry. You hot, know, I hot, meant that. Hot dog bunning. Yeah. Bunning. Hot dog bunning. This is bunning before hot sure. topic. This is before hot topic existed. So anal sex did not exist. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so he comes to power as king of Macedonia after the death of his brother Perdiccas III, who died in battle uh, while fighting the Illyrians somewhere in modern Croatia. Pretty so cool. So Slav. They were yeah, Slav squad. They were fighting Slavs. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, now, Philip is not actually supposed to be king. He was just appointed regent for his infant nephew, um, Amintus IV. Um... But Philip wastes little time before just kind of shoving Amintus to the side and having himself crowned king. Now, we think Amintus may have either been developmentally disabled or like physically disabled or something because 
if Philip had done this and he wasn't like that, he would have just had him killed, but he doesn't have him killed. He just keeps him around. He's just soft. He's kind of, yeah, it's almost, he could have just been like, I don't really want to be king. Yeah. I'm a yeah. fucking poet. Yeah. I, I'm going to yeah. write about some shit in the sand. It's going to get washed away into eternity. Yeah. So much so that like Philip marries his daughter to Amintus, who again is his nephew, which also not the most incestuous relationship we're going to see in this uh, tale. Yeah. Well, you know, you've brought in a bunch of those. Yeah. We're going to have way more with Alexander. Hell yeah. Uh, so as I said, Macedon or Macedon was a simple kingdom, um, and Philip—he's uh, not our view of a modern king. Like he was king, but it's more kind of like um, how a mafia don is in power, where all of his capos, generals, and commanders in this case support him. But if he pisses enough of them off, they're going to have him replaced. Okay. So it's more like he's first among many. Let's say. Was it was it blood related though? Like if they if his capos whacked him, like could one of the capos become the king? Yeah, or is it... it would be like one of them would oh, okay. become king, or they would choose like a weak blood member who would become king, but they would have a regent that rules over him, or like they'd choose a, a daughter to become queen, but then one of them would marry her. That's why I meant when it's like it's a viper's pit where like th- this shit's happening constantly, right? right. If there's that, one, like, th- they have a process for it, basically. Yeah. If if there's one thing you take away from this episode, snakes are dickheads. You ever see yeah. a snake? Just like punch it in the tail. Unless, because, because it's a jerk. It's gonna ruin your family. It's gonna come up and be like, it's gonna go up to your mom, and then your your dad's gonna be gone, and the snake's gonna be your stepdad, and he's gonna be a deadbeat. He's gonna hit you with his tail. <laughs> this is what we're it. getting at. This I yeah. like. I I, yeah. I, I I didn't. Unless you are a Good. member of the cult of Dionysus, don't trust snakes. <laughs> yeah, throw them under your minivan. Yeah. yeah, you know um, what a so snake he's... needs? A snake needs a fucking lazy boy. You put that shit in the lazy boy, recline, slice that dead. Bitch. Yeah, dead snake. Um, so Philip's relying on this close group of generals and commanders for his own power. Um, like I said, it's kind of like a feudal king or mafia don. Um, so as long as he's keeping them happy, he can stay king. Um, but this also means that it's like a very close knit group of people because they're always together. These are his drinking buddies. These are the people he's going to war with. Their kids are drinking buddies. The, their kids are going to school together. Okay. All this. So it's so like the relationship's a big, good. Relationships are good. It's a big family and they all are getting along well. He's walking around the town. People are kissing his rings going, here, have this uh, pile of hard cheese on me, Don. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, would you like another slave boy? Yeah. I have these wonderful slave boys for you. Listen, this one's uh, encased in pepperoni, just like you like it, sir. <laughs> Here's a handful of olive oil. <laughs> I noticed uh, my buns were dry last night. <laughs> my thighs need extra olive oil. Yeah, I'm going to have to thigh this up. Yeah. Um, that's that's with a special they're having at KFC when they say uh, cheap thighs. <laughs> you gotta go around back, dude. Bring your own olive oil. Bring your, Bring own, your own thighs. No, it's KFC. You're not using olive oil. You're using canola oil, but you know, or butter, or butter. <laughs> I like it all. Lard, lard. That's how you get me hard. That's uh, that was an old '50s jingle that didn't hit. Yeah, yeah. Read that in a manuscript. That's that good. same one you read, actually. Guys, <laughs> fucking continue. <laughs> That's how the colonel fucked, dog. Yeah. 
Uh, so when Philip had come to power, um, like I said, his brother just died fighting Illyrians. The Macedonian kingdom was kind of contracting. It was losing its periphery lands. It was weak. It was facing threat of foreign invasion basically from all sides. And Philip promptly writes these wrongs. He's a great king basically from the start. He This included at one point um, fighting in Epirus where he fought and killed his 90-year-old father father-in-law in battle that was probably pretty easy <laughs> yeah that's weak <laughs> yeah dude. that part probably was easy <laughs> getting to him might have been the hard part because of all the other warriors but still he killed his own father-in-law in battle he probably I, couldn't raise his own sword <laughs> i gotta say there are some greeks with fantastic genetics yeah um you, you, uh, a, a buddy of mine his dad i guess he's in like he's fucking old and he's smoking cigarettes like it's no tomorrow. And he he walks. You think no, he I probably think he, could he hold does a spear? Jo- no, he jogs probably about three miles a day. He's just blasting. He's running oh through. God. He's. It's like what are you what are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. What do you how did you how do you smoke this much? Because Greeks smoke a lot. Oh yeah. It's yeah. like them in Japan are the biggest smokers in the world. And we're flavor country, so we're fucking up. Pick up those cigarettes, boys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, children. We need to lower the age. Um, <laughs> we got to lower the price. God damn it! Yeah, free cigarettes for everybody. Yeah, cigarettes should be free. They should yeah, be free. They should yeah. be. They should just hand them out. Uh huh. Um, we want to yes. live healthy like the Greeks. What a Mediterranean diet? How am I supposed to do that when you're, it's fucking fifteen dollars a pack? You're supposed to eat lamb, wet leaves, and smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. And yeah. fuck thighs. Thuck, yeah. f- thuck thighs. Fuck thighs. I just remembered <laughs> where I heard that last. I think it's the, is it the Mormons or the Qu- or the uh, Amish? Where like they, they don't want to have sex before marriage, so they get around it by having thigh sex. Uh, one of, the, one like of these religions thing. do that. I think it's the Mormons. Where it's like, I mean, the yeah, Mormons do sex. soaking. Yeah, like, we can't. Yes, soaking. So, <laughs> soaking? Have you not heard of that? No, what's soaking? All right, so in the Mormon belief, um, like having sex and like doing the humping and in and out, mm. that's where the problem is. So they think that if you just enter and just sit there, that's not sex. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. So you just go in and you just hang out. Hang what, out, dude. What happened? Did they hear one Sting album and they were like, "This is how we're gonna live our lives"? <laughs> I I don't know if this part's true, but I saw like I heard that not only do they do soaking, but then there's this other idea of like somebody pushing soak, you, and then yeah, no, yeah. someone jumps on the bed. <laughs> so yeah. that way you go in and out, but it's not you doing <laughs> the worst threesome ever. Yeah. So wait, some weirdo you... with clogs jumping. On your hey, back. you jump for me, and then I'll jump for you. All right. <laughs> so is this how the Greeks got around it? Like we're not having gay sex, dude. I just put my dick out. It was in between the legs, and then my buddy's just pushing me. Yeah. Come on, Maybe. we're just wrestling. We're having oiled I... wrestling matches. <clears throat> I'm not even going to talk. I've heard of many weird things of the Mormon sexual world, and yeah. uh, that's probably my favorite. So yeah. no no need to go into the other things <laughs> I was thinking of. Continue, Connor. Obviously, if you're killing your 90-year-old father-in-law in battle, you are a true warrior king. Uh, now, I should mention that like, at this point in time, especially the Macedonians, they believed that... Uh, 
the Iliad, so this Trojan War story, mm-hmm. was fact. Like, Achilles was a totally real person who was the son of a god, um, who did all these feats in battle and was favored by the gods. They believed all this was true and was history, not the myth that it really is, because we don't really know if the Trojan War ever actually happened. Side note. Oh, uh, well, we did, we did, we did do, we did do uh, Schliemann, who excavated Troy. Yeah, we found um, Troy. And there was, yeah, there was multiple different layers of war and conquest. But oh, I got to ask you a question. Um, how far removed is it at this point? Just so we're still on the same timeline. Troy? Yeah, and where we are with Philip. Like a thousand years. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. No big yeah. whoop. We yeah. zipped. Yeah, no big whoop, dude. Yeah. That's fucking easy. Yeah. We know about Jesus still. Everything he did was real. He walked That's on right. water, turned That's grape, right. cr- turned turned regular grapes into gushers. Fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that lines up. <laughs> Never forget Jesus hated cops. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so Philip is a warrior king. He's leading from the front. He's gotten wounded in battle dozens of times. Um at one point he is besieging a city in uh, I think Thrace or Thessaly, and he gets an arrow right through his fucking eyeball. Keeps on Ooh, fighting. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's got no eye. He's got a really bad limp, um, but he's still leading the army from the front. He's got a good swing. Yeah. Sounds like the average like 40-year-old uh, professional wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I picture Philip kind of as like um, like a hockey defenseman who's in his like 25th year in the NHL. Who can't really move that well, but still is just like a wily old vet and just cross checks the fuck out of people. Yeah, it takes a certain yeah. amount of time that, like, yeah. even as your body starts to give out, you cannot find someone to replace those reactions. Yeah, you build. yeah, those yeah. gut. Instincts. He's got the expertise. He's got yeah. the experience. Yeah. Some sometimes you look at those hockey players and you're like, are you actually like a whaler? Like, are you like Captain Ahab? <laughs> <laughs> like, what what is going on? Yeah. Um. Now, the most important thing Philip does at this time is he decides that Macedonia is not going to be like the rest of the uh, Hellenic city-states who have citizen militias for the most part. Sparta is like a weird outlier. They have a professional army, but it's only from like a very, very small population to draw upon, so it's never really that big. He is like, I want a large standing army that is paid daily or has like a salary, um trains year round and they are professional soldiers from the start smart yeah so it's a mix of aristocratic cavalry so all those noblemen that surrounded him they make up the cavalry um and then infantry that's recruited from the peasant class so why do all the rich people get to ride horses because they can afford them bring your own yeah. horse dude. It, it literally is bring your own horse yeah that's yeah. true yeah, yeah. i mean go what fu- if i brought well what if i brought like a like a sea turtle something and i just wrote on that and i could be part of the cavalry. you could be part of the navy probably i would oh, say yeah <laughs> dude if you showed up to my army with a sea turtle and was like i'm gonna ride this i would say you're absolutely allowed in the army yeah you're in if and that you, sea turtle. here's the thing you have to ride that yeah, I'd be like, no fuck walking. yeah, dude. No yeah. walking, man. I'm actually going to... Don't break that shit behind. <laughs> See you later. I know I'm a little bit old, but I just got recruited in the Navy SEALs. They said I had to ride a sea turtle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so these guys are not um, farmers brought in, given a shield and a spear, and told to stand close together and fight 
which is what the Athenians and then most of the other Greek cities were doing. These are professional killers. They are trained, like I said, trained year-round, but they're also fighting constantly because Philip has all these like border skirmishes going on. Um, so he adapts uh, a bunch of Hellenic ideas about warfare. He brings in these long spears compared to like the short Greek, like when you picture the short Greek spear of hoplites, they're like six foot long spears maybe. He develops the 18 foot long two-handed sarissa. Talking about that shit. Yeah, it's more like a pike than a spear. So basically they had these much smaller shields that would go onto their arm, their left arm, and then they'd hold the spear with two hands. Um, And again, it's 18 feet long. So the front line is sticking way out, but then guys that are like 10 ranks back, their spear tip is still in front of the front line. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, heavy, heavy infantry. I feel like the pike especially, it, I mean, the pike is crazy because it exists here. And the pike was one of the last, like, viable weapons against, like, uh, gunpowder. Yeah. yeah. Pikemen existed up until, you know, yeah. I think the early 1700s or maybe late 1600s. Yeah, pike, pike, shot, pike shot units were still in use yeah. up until, like, the 1800s because it was just yeah. give a bunch of peasants pikes and then give, like, every 10th guy a really shitty musket and you have an amazing yeah. infantry battalion. I mean, not every man could be Jet Lee, dude. You give a regular dude a long stick and say, poke that, dude. Yeah. You got a war- you got yourself a warrior. Yeah. Shout out to all the long mm-hmm. stick men out there. <laughs> yeah. They, they thank were you called... For ser- um, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank, thank you for your service, long men. They were called... <laughs> no, these weren't the hypaspists. There's so many cool names of these guys. Anyway... So yeah, big long spears, deeper formations. Most um, Greek phalanxes were, uh, I think, eight by eight or ten by or ten by eight. So like ten guys across, eight ranks deep, and then like a bunch of those all lined up next to each other. Sweet. Philip does sixteen by sixteen blocks. I'm talking. So sixteen hard. guys in the front, and then sixteen guys Ooh. lined up behind them. 128 dudes ready to fuck each other in the mouth. Yeah, each with an 18 <laughs> foot long schlong. So sick, yeah. dude! I just watched that on Pornhub.com. <laughs> All dude, 28 dudes getting fucking sandy in their feet as yeah. they walk. <laughs> Guess uh, what? Here's the hottest part: they all wear sandals <laughs> and tiny little skirts. Yeah. Dude, that shit is hot. Yeah. Those hot. sandals, those sandals, just like probably leave those on while you're doing fuck. And they got little shield helmets too. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Let me tell you about my shield helmet. It's rusty. <laughs> Let me tell you what I know about Greek women. Xena, ever heard of her? Yeah, she's hot. She is hot. Indeed. Was Xena is Xena gonna be in our story at all? I mean, I, she was a I real woman. Wish. Okay. I wish Xena was in our story. You mean that warrior princess? Yeah. isn't here. Well. <laughs> Maybe pause the episode and crank one out to that, boys. Yeah. Woo! Go watch back. some Xena. Come back when you're less sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, you could do the same thing. You can, too. You do whatever you want, ladies, really. Yeah. It's your country. Uh, another thing he develops is really effective light infantry. So we've been talking about heavy infantry. These are the guys with the big heavy uh, shields, the big spears and all that. These mm. light infantry have basically no armor but they are good for like skirmishing and throwing off cavalry units because uh, specifically the Agrianian people who I'd never heard of until I started doing this are excellent javelin throwers. 
So they like each guy would have four javelins. They would run out from behind the infantry and just toss javelins into the crowd of enemy soldiers and just cause havoc. And they'd be training all year long. Yeah. So they got really good at tossing javelins. Some of them are slingers, which is awesome. Slingers are crazy. Yeah. Dude, that's, yeah. A, that's like the David was a slinger. Yeah. 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 Endless ammo, dude. You just pick it up off the ground. Yeah. It's like that's right. so like slings slings are like if the world was actually like a video game with first person shooters where like you walk 10 feet and there's ammunition on the ground and you yeah. pick it up and then you yeah. start shooting people. Sharp dude, rock. A slinger is a rock, dude. Press the X giants. to pick up sharp rock. <laughs> yeah. This is a school of rock with Jack Black. Now, we've all been talking about the uh, infantry, but it was the heavy cavalry of the Macedonians that's going to be the key ingredient here. Um, Philip employed, uh, like I said, the heavy cavalry was from drawn from the nobility. These are guys that knew each other really well. Um, it was said, but we don't know if it's true, but I'm going to pretend it's true because it's cooler that they did arrowhead-shaped cavalry formations, so a wedge shape, where Philip, and then later Alexander would be the first horse leading the way with a spear. There'd be two horses behind him, three horses behind them, five horses behind those guys. So it'd just be this long like wedge plunging right deep into the enemy lines in battle. They say right. that's not possible. I think it's cool, so I'm going to keep saying it. Yeah, I mean, I would not. That's a terrible strategy. No, they said it was probably more likely that it was two columns charging, but for yeah. some reason this wedge idea is what histor like ancient historians would talk about. Well, but, like, yeah, no, it's probably not true. Especially th putting your, you, you know, you're putting your guy right up there up front. It's just like, that's... That is true, though. The king did lead it. Really? Philip and Alexander were definitely always in the front because of the reason that everyone's, that this was so effective was because these guys had known each other since they were infants, it would be like I'm going to war with your best friends where not only are you going to be, like, tr doing your best to make sure they stay alive, you're kind of showing off for them. So there would be these like suicidal acts of bravery and valor because they're showing off for their bros. Huh. I think and that especially if like the king is leading the way, like you're like, oh, I have to fucking do what he does. Look at him. He's amazing. I think that I think that that should be a requirement, part of like the international law that if you're going to go to war, you need to be on the front line. Yeah, like I was. I would. I wish I had seen. George Bush, nah, give me coke, dog. I love it. <laughs> but I mean, no yeah. one would go to war. Then they would just be. Maybe they'd be going to war with Hooters, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe right. we need to stop Hooters. <laughs> yeah, I say stop Hooters. Uh, too many horny guys. Yeah, I want to be the only horny guy out there. Mm -hmm. I say stop Hooters. Bring back Chippendales. I will volunteer if anyone wants to see me yeah. do those things. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. It's too bad those are gone. I yeah. would never go into one, but you know, I'm glad they're there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this cavalry unit um, that Philip leads, and then Alexander would eventually lead with all of his friends that he grew up with. They're called the Companion Cavalry. So I'm going to be saying Companions. That's capital C Companions. That's okay. this this elite unit of heavy cavalry, and we're going to see just how effective it is when. A guy is leading all of his best buddies into war at the head of these formations. Um, so here's a little anecdote that kind of sums up who Philip is as a person and as a king. Very pragmatic guy, very uh, astute guy, also very smart. Um, after a battle, he's selling all of the captives into slavery 
and apparently the tunic that he was wearing uh, rode up a little and exposes all of his dangly bits to all the slaves that are walking by. <laughs> oh, we got a little Lyndon B. action going yeah. on here. Nice. Yeah, and most of the people around are like, well, I'm not going to say anything. He's the king. I don't want to be killed. We're just going to pretend that we don't see it. One slave in the line says, fuck it, I got nothing to lose, and calls out saying, I'm a friend of Philip's father. I need to speak with the king. Philip goes, all right, you know, bring him out of the line. Let's talk to him, see what he has to say. The guy walks over and then just whispers into Philip's ear, uh, hey, everyone can see your penis. And Philip goes, oh, thanks, adjusts himself and goes, yep, you know what? That guy must be a true friend. He's free. Oh, nice. Shit. Good for that guy. Yeah, good for that guy. See, that's what I do whenever I go to Taco Bell. He might fly unzippered. And then if if the person's like, hey, dude, your fly's down. Everyone can see your dick. I'm like, here's a year's worth of salary. Fifty nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is like here's a year's worth of salary. You're not a slave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's so good. Yeah. So Philip's king. He's doing well. Got a great army. He's building like an absolute war machine. Um, but also part of being king is you know providing heirs for the next generation. So what do you need for heirs? You know, wife. Well, that's a shame. Wiped up. I don't he'd, know. I don't know if. Fr- it, I don't know if they figured that out. I think it's thighs what you need, really. Yeah. Well, the thighs are a, a fun side quest. Mm, I think the I think uh, it's science that babies are born in the thighs. No, oh, that's, that's why you can have twins. You wouldn't be able to have twins if you didn't have two thighs. What about right? triplets? Uh, tail. The people <laughs> that have tails, they just tuck it in. That's why the octomom. She's got tentacles. Eight yeah. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. So into our story enters the woman known to history as Olympias. Um, I say that because she was born Polyxena. Um, after she marries Philip, when she is probably around 15 years old, she becomes known as Myrtale, which is a flower that grew in the place where they met. So that's her second name. Her third name is Olympias, which she got when Philip had a great victory at the literal Olympic Games. So her name changes to Olympias to honor this thing. So we're just going to call her Olympias. She eventually has a fourth name, but that's not until long after Alexander himself is dead. So we're just going to call her Olympias. Imagine if this is how it worked today, where like there'd be women out there being called like Super Bowl 37 or something. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that would be hysterical. There should be more women named Super Bowl. Yeah, if like Melania Trump became known as like POTUS Trump. Yeah, <laughs> that's her new name. Just, I think all the first ladies should change their name to first lady. First, first yeah. lady. Yeah. yeah. Um, Olympias is a total badass. She's probably one of the most formidable women in the entire ancient Greek world, both before her time and after her time. She was a member of the Orphic cult, which was part of the cult of Dionysus. Dionysus is the god of wine and also not just like wine and partying, but also like the deep inhibitions that get let loose when you're drunk. So like one of their rituals was they would just drink themselves into a stupor and then go frolicking in the woods naked because they were just letting themselves loose in honor of this god. So you're talking it's like it's like the god of a burning man. Yeah. Really, it's that's a great, a great comparison. <laughs> it's like a modern day Barry Larkin. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
not only that, she also was enamored with snakes. That's why I was saying Colton Dionysus. Then you're going to be friendly with snakes. Dude, you can't um, be. They're dicks. Yeah. Well, she she was great friends with them. Um, it was reported that she often carried around her, either on her person or just like holding in her hand, one or more snakes at a time. Um, often they would be, she'd be like meeting with foreign diplomats and there'd be snakes curling around her neck and legs and arms while she's just speaking with these diplomats. And they're all like tamed snakes that are just hanging out because okay. she's the one that feeds them. All right. Uh, can we just like pause for a second? I apologize to anyone listening that's a reptile person, but reptile <laughs> people are very weird. Oh, yeah. Like, I gotta I, f- yeah. continue. Sorry, what? No, I was going to say, like, uh, they, I can't tell if they're just all supposed to be in Florida or, like, if, you know, some of them escape from Florida. I don't know. It's just very They should either people. be in Florida or Arizona. Yeah. Oh, no. Or New Mexico. Maybe New Mexico instead of Arizona. I have right. a, f- a fun one for you. So um, I had an ex-girlfriend who had some kind of python, like a ball python. And uh, she decided it would be fun to bring it to a party where we were drinking. And, uh, you know, you keep it in a sack, right? Yeah. So she's got it in the sack and she brings it at the party and everyone's going, oh, it's a snake. And I'm like, it's, I can't believe I'm... <laughs> that's, when you, that's when you realize. Well, there, I should have seen more signs. But... Um, after everyone has their fun touching the snake, she puts it back in the car. She doesn't zip up the bag too well, so it gets out in the car. When she gets back in the car, no snake. So the thing had crawled into, um, somehow got into the exhaust. Not the exhaust, but the, the fan. Oh, and, uh, no. <laughs> she had no idea. She drove home and just cooked the thing. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, it's so funny. I'm like, give me, give, make me a belt out of that. You know, that's <laughs> right. But then, but then, G was probably like, my baby, my love, and you're just like, it's a fucking snake. It's not a yeah, fucking pooch. It's creepy. She said yeah. some dumb shit. I don't know. It's Jesus. Yeah. But it was. I was like, <laughs> you dumbass. Yeah. See, Olympias didn't have that problem because she would just wear the snakes when she drove home, so that right. way they never could get into the exhaust system. As they Fred Flintstone yeah. stoned home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Philip's running home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Olympias, um, she's no like shrink violet. She is a princess in her own right. She comes from um, Epirus. Now, if the Greeks viewed the Macedonians as somewhat barbaric, they viewed Epirus as totally fucking insane. This is like the land of magicians and sorceresses and evil witches and all that. So she played that up. It's like the, the Welsh in England. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or like Just that. Like, that's where dragons live type of thing. Yeah, or like that woods in France where Merlin's from. Yeah. It's like how the Romans viewed like deep Germany where it's like there's something wrong about the land and the people what, who come from here. Where is this in yeah, modern so day? Like, yeah. I'm assuming it's further north. Where is modern it in day modern day? Pyrus is I'm gonna look at a map quick. I think it's more like modern Croatia, Albania type. Okay, they got a lot of caves and shit there, and yeah. vampires and werewolves. Yeah, Apirus is also oh, okay. So we're we're talking like Albania, Montenegro, Serbia area. Okay. Slavs again. Yeah, dude, very good at squatting. before they were actually Slavs. Yeah, every day is leg day for them. 
Yeah, so um, the two of them, Olympias and Philip, got married most likely for political reasons. Again, this is just like securing um, his western border. Mm-hmm. And on the night before their marriage, Olympias claims that she dreamt of a thunderbolt striking her womb, sparking a massive conflagration that spread across the world before quickly being extinguished. So she drank a four loco. Probably. <laughs> Right. The Macedonians, I didn't mention this before, the, one of the reasons the Hellenes hated them was because they drank undiluted wine. So so their teeth the, looked even shittier? Oh, yeah. yeah. So like Ooh. the way the wine worked was it was like you'd have wine that you bought from your winemonger, I guess, and then usually you'd mix it 50-50 with water. That was like the general... And then you'd have something that resembled, not even modern wine, but like not shit... <laughs> Because right. like you need the water to like make it palatable, and the Macedonians were like, "No, give me that shit raw. Like, just give me the fucking." Well, call me a Macedonian. Yeah, then. Yeah. yeah. They're more drinking like grain liquor while the Greeks are drinking Barry Larkins. <laughs> Barry Larkins, Barry like yeah. those two. I like you know one or the other. Yeah, both good. Put me on the border. <laughs> <laughs> so this dream, um, she goes to a bunch of seers to figure out what it means, and one thing that she hears and this is what she would be constantly be whispering in uh, young Alexander's ear is that Philip is not his true father so so uh, he I heard, is the f- so I heard you I know what you were saying seers but I heard seers and I just imagined some <laughs> woman like in the dressing room being like you know what Philip's not the baby daddy she went to a seers catalog and bought a prefab house yeah. and a couple of dishwashers I got a mongoose bicycle <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the idea that Olympias has is that no, Philip is not my son's father. Is Zeus, the king of the gods. My son is destined for great things. You mean well, Philip got that lightning dick? Yeah, yeah. He got the yeah. lightning dick. Well, I mean, that would fit the MO of Zeus, because he loved to come down and fucking bone mortals all yeah, the time. Especially if they were either married or twelve years old. <laughs> yeah. Those are the prerequisites. Yeah. Get it? And most of, more often than not, they were both, because that's yeah. what it was like. I admit mm-hmm. these Barry Larkins are hitting me right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one anecdote that kind of sums up the tempestuous relationship that Philip and Olympias would have. They were, like, think of any couple that you know that is constantly fighting but never breaks up, and then will it be, like, hardcore making out in the corner of a party at one point and then leaves the party screaming at each other? Yeah. That's kind of Philip yeah. and Olympias. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one, at one point there's this, uh, Philip is going to his marriage bed to see his wife, throws back the covers cause she's sleeping and in bed he finds like seven snakes. That would piss me <laughs> and off. And he goes, all right, I'm going to sleep on the couch tonight, honey. <laughs> see you later. It's gross. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah. Fucking reptile. Gross. Yeah. Gross. Did you ever have to sleep with the ball python? No, no. no. Good, good. No, but there was a cat. <laughs> Dude, and, uh, best thing to do, do well. is cuddle with cats, though. That's different. That's best, cute. Best thing to do is make your bed and make sure no animals get on it. Say, no! You dumb fuck! No! <laughs> this is my bed. It's a human bed. They make cat beds. They make dog beds. They make all those beds. They have snake bags. If you, if you find an animal, I will find you a bed for it. There you go. It's not mine. 
It is not mine. Yeah, so uh, clearly Olympias did not have a terrarium. Instead, the snakes had to cuddle up with her for warmth, I guess. That's dumb as shit. Yeah. So um, Olympias was Philip's first wife. She would not be the last. He would have many wives over the course of his life. Nice. Um, But Olympias would always, for the most part, we'll talk about one key point where it's not, she would be the prime wife. She's wife number one. Gotcha. Yeah, head of the sister wives, let's say. Um, Olympias had mixed relationships with these other wives. Um, some of them she hated. Some of them she couldn't, didn't give a shit one way or another. Uh, at one point, um, Philip marries two sisters at the same time. And one of them is reported to be a witch with lots of mystical powers. And so a bunch of his companions are like, I don't know about her. She's kind of scary. And Olympias steps in and is like, no, she's awesome. She's going to be my best friend. Oh. And be, they form a great friendship. Okay. And then the other sister, she's, uh... She's a dope. Yeah. <laughs> this cool. one's this one's kind of dumb. She likes to hang out with snakes all the time. Don't you got to hit her every now and then, make sure she's breathing. You know? <laughs> yeah. You got to chew her food a little bit. Yeah, those snakes are real tight around her neck. Yeah. <laughs> this one's she's trained, blue. though. It's, it's not killing me. I'm not strangling. I can breathe fine. It's so trained that I We have it. a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Are you okay? Absolutely. Please ignore the massive swelling from where it bit me. <laughs> There's love so, nibbles. Into this world that we've spent all this time giving you the background of, on July 20th, 356 BC, young Alexander was born. We just covered 150 years of history. No, we covered like 300 years of history. We just covered almost 300 years of yeah. history. Yeah. This is like and new, now yeah. we can finally talk about who we're trying to talk about today. Okay, so this is like new record because we covered, I think, the most amount of time. And also, I think we said it on the Shanghai Shek where it's like, wow, we did a decade. We did negative time for our roast. That's yeah. true. <laughs> we, got, we did conception and birth. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did those nine and a half months. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, so we did good this episode. Uh, pardon me. You did good. Well, we got we got a lot more, so don't give me praise yet, because I'm gonna get real into tactics and infantry battles. And oh, I love I love me all some this. tactics. So if, well, if you're getting bored. I'm sorry. Well, I'm gonna make jokes. Yeah. And um, actually, no, I'm not. I didn't make a single joke this episode. We never tell jokes. We only tell history. Yeah, yeah. I like to think I tell jokes. I really <laughs> don't. It's very upsetting. There's no jokes involved. This is all historical. We're talking about historiography. Why? That's a thing that people study. I don't even yeah. know. We're doing other things like sociology. Who cares? We're doing all theologies. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's right. Yeah, we're real good at that. So listen, if you like the show, we know you're here. You know, you know you're listening. Okay. We can see where you're listening from. And we appreciate you tuning in live to this broadcast. But you're going to need to go to patreon.com slash roastmortemcast before we probably kill you. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to kill you. We're going to send snakes to your house. And you're yeah. going to say thanks when we do because your life is terrible. Well, no, no. Except for the one guy that listens to us from Hamilton City, Bermuda. Because that he probably has a great, or she has a great life. Shout out that person. Yeah, yeah. we don't, we're, to, we're gender blind. I don't know who blind. you are. He or she pay for us to fly out and we will record an episode in your living room. <laughs> That's yeah. a promise. Yeah. 
Um, do we still have a merch store, Travis? I don't even know. Yeah, it's there. You could hang out. You could do things I, if you'd like to wear shirts. I think there's a violent docking hat that one person on Earth owns. Yeah. Shout out to Fennec. Oh, I do, Shout too. out to her. Well, she's cooler than you. Yeah, that's true. Well, either way, uh, we know why we do this. We do this because we like history and we like each other. We like having fun. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, I'm very excited to jump into Alexander next week. Come to actually learn about who we're learning about. Yeah, yeah. and bring some Barry Larkins, would you? Mm-hmm. Bring, drink some undiluted wine. Yeah. Yeah, get some oil for them thighs. Yeah, Thank just you, bring, buy a shit ton of grapes and stand on them and then drink whatever comes out. Here's the shit I'm talking about. <laughs> Love it. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.